Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Posters, where's the cream Geek filling? Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. It's hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rodney Taylor, a.k.a. The Penguin Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to an all-new episode of Geek Vibes Review. This show will be about Punisher Season 2. Uh, it finally came last week. And we're just now getting around to uh, doing our review on it. Um, but before we get into things, excuse me, uh, let me introduce our panel. First off, the total embodiment of a super fan for John Bernthal. Thea, what's going on, Thea? <laughs> How are you guys? I am so excited to be talking about The Punisher Season 2 with my lovely co-host today. Absolutely. I thought you were definitely going to let people know how much you love uh, John Barrett. Definitely disappointed well, you didn't take that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, we got Dane. What's going on, Dane? You know, I love John Bernthal. It doesn't matter if he's screaming Red or Rick. He's got a warm spot in my heart. I always, like, wondered what it would be like if Robert De Niro's uh, Travis Bickle from um, Taxi Driver had a role in a bunch of different other movies and television shows. And, hey, man, he's done it. And I love The Punisher. But all seriousness, he's pretty cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, one of the most angriest men to ever act, uh, John Bernthal. <laughs> uh, which is crazy because, like, in real life, he's, like, a super nice guy. But, like, in almost every role he does, he's super angry. Um, and last but not least, Joel. What's going on, Joel? What's good? I'm also a super fan of this Marvel Netflix universe, damn it. I want some recognition. <laughs> <laughs> Joel actually said, believe it or not, everyone, before we got on air, 
how much he prefers everything DC over anything Marvel. So it's super weird he's lying to you guys live on air. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> never say something like let's, that. <laughs> so non-biased. Uh, you don't understand. <laughs> he's super biased, guys. But let's move on. Let's get right into our thoughts on season two of The Punisher. Joel, since you're a liar, I'll start with you first. Um, give me your thoughts on season two of The Punisher. Well, just like you, okay, I'm sorry. Oh, my God, why did I say that? <laughs> just like you. Um, I actually really, really enjoyed season two of The Punisher. I, I had a really good time with it. Um, there were moments, especially in the middle, where it, cause there was kind of a slow burn there, kind of dragging a little bit. Uh, Storylines were kind of all over, not all over the place. They were just obviously separate. <laughs> uh, but I didn't mind that. I was in it for the journey of it. and I, just, I liked a lot of the characters, and I, I just – like we were just talking about, John Barenthal is the is the Punisher, bro. He is the Punisher, um, and he does such a good job in this season. Like he brings it like a hundred percent. Like I love the way it starts with him um, basically looking for himself, and then him having like he basically went looking for more trouble without actually looking for it at the same time. It was just there, and he just couldn't help himself, and it's just. Awesome! Like the, the violence in this this show is insane. Like some of the best fighting sequences I've seen in terms, just like in terms of just gore. I'm like this shit took it to another level. This reminded me of like what they did with Punisher Warzone, except maybe not as campy. But just in terms of just the gore and like the, how how crazy they went into the violence in this show. And that's all Punisher. That's the way it should be. It shouldn't hold back at all. And that's kind of what he did this season. Um. And I, I just liked a lot of different aspects. I thought a lot of them, from like Madani, I thought was good in this season. I, I liked the villains. I really did. I look, I liked what I got out of Jigsaw. Um, you know, even if he was a little too pretty for my liking, I totally agree with that. I understand that. But I, I liked that the, the Jigsaw character was less about the scars and more about the, more more of his mental scars. And his his mind was more of a Jigsaw puzzle in his face, even though he did have them scars. And then, of course, there was Pilgrim, and I thought that, that was an interesting character who I was very curious to know more about. And his stories were kind of slow, but I did enjoy what they did with him, and I felt for him, you know. I thought he I thought he played it out very well, and I thought he did a great job. I really did like the character of John Pilgrim. And I just I, I love the dynamic um, between Frank and um, – I can't remember his name at the moment. What's his name? Is it um, – Damn it, I can't remember his friend. So, Give me his help. Oh, Come on, um, um, God, Curtis. Curtis. I could not remember his name. Uh, Curtis, I love what they did with Curtis. Yeah, I just like, because I missed Micro. If anything was missing in this season, I missed that dynamic between him and Micro, and I kind of feel that too. with Curtis. You know, I, I mean, that was really my biggest thing was that I really liked Micro last season. That They missed that, that part of it. That heart was there for Micro. I missed that part of it, but. They did to me make up with it with Curtis. They did a lot with Curtis this season where I kind of felt, and he was really the, like the Jiminy Cricket <laughs> to, to, the, to Frank's uh, Pinocchio. It's just <laughs> one of those things. I just thought that worked really well. I really enjoyed that dynamic. Overall, I really enjoyed this season of The Punisher. Yeah, no, <clears throat> excuse me. Absolutely. And what was crazy is, like, if you walked into this season to where you're just like, you know, regardless of what, any of the critics say or what anyone says, like, I just want to see John Berenthal do a really amazing job. 
you won't be disappointed. Like that, hands down, was the best Punisher um, I've seen, including Warzone that everyone thinks is, is like a god film to me. Um, I, I thought he was freaking amazing. So, like, if you're watching it just to see John Bernthal do crazy Punisher stuff, you won't be disappointed. And it's not just the sense of, like, oh, he's just around shooting, killing people. Like, no, there's heart to it. Um, and John Bernthal really kind of goes into uh, his acting bag rather than just being this gun-toting vigilante. So it, it's a right. lot of different layers to it. It's not just like, oh, I'm watching Shoot 'Em Up, but with a Marvel logo. Like, no, it's not that. Um, Thank God. So, you know, I, shut up, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to you. What were your thoughts of Punisher Season 2? Um, I really enjoyed the season, the episodes themselves, the build-up, a lot for the season. I had a couple problems with the execution of the ending, but I thought each episode was really good. Um, you know, I've I've read the criticism on the season. I think a lot of it's unwarranted. I really enjoyed all the characters. Um, I didn't get a political overtone uh, with some of the, the, the plot devices within it that I've heard. I, I just I had a lot of fun with the season. I liked Amy. I thought she was a great new character. She represented I mean, yeah, it's it, it is kind of a Logan thing and a lot of people are doing that type of trend. Yeah. But you know, between that I, I, I loved all the cops involved, uh Curtis especially, you know, being part I, I'm right with you, Joel. You know, the lack of uh micro definitely uh was seen in here. Um I mm-hmm. really, really liked John Pilgrim and I understand the show you know, is, is ending at least for now for a while. Um, Mm -hmm. But they had the potential to go forward with other seasons and well, we'll get to it, but I I just feel like he could have been suited by himself. Um, You know, I I felt like there was um, a lot of, I don't know. There was a lot of extra stuff, but I still enjoyed the season. And I'll say this, this Punisher season is better than most of the other fucking Netflix Marvel stuff. Okay. We just had high expectations because it's Punisher, but at the same time, the storytelling, the episodes, the direction, the cinematography was all really on. And I love John in this role. He is terrific. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I'll wait to, to get into uh, my dislikes. So I'll wait until after Tia goes because um, I don't want to take time uh, away from Tia's response. But, Dane, I'm I'm kind of right there with you. I think you even kind of just very briefly um, when you reached out, I mean, when we talked in the group chat, you kind of understood a little bit where I was coming from, maybe not fully, but just a little bit. Um, so I'll get into that more when, when I give my, my thoughts. But Tia. What were your thoughts on Punisher Season 2? First of all, I want to redeem myself with my John Bernthal love just because Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt just uh, premiered their latest episode today on Netflix, and John Bernthal is in one of the episodes, and the only reason why I'm going to watch that episode is because of John Bernthal. That being said, I'm just going to put this out there. I like Season 2 of The Punisher better than I like season one of The Punisher. Um, With season one, we had almost that slow burn where they really waited till the end of the season to kind of get full on. In this season, we did not. John Bernthal, uh, Frank Castle from 
day one in The Punisher Season 2 was just crazy fight scenes, bloody gunfights that did not shy away from the bad assery the whole entire season. I just absolutely loved it. And as it's been said multiple times before, John Bernthal is Frank Castle. He embodies it. I read this article once that was talking about that he doesn't even need to wear the Punisher skull or any of that for you to know he is the Punisher. He just embodies it. It was so great. He was so badass. I like seeing this rendition of Frank Castle because it's been so long since Daredevil Season 2, since we've seen him. Time has gone on, not only for us, but for the characters within the story. And just to kind of see the transformation where it's like, he's kind of loosened up a bit, but he's still the Punisher. And I just, I enjoyed every single moment of it. It was so great. Um, As Joelle touched upon, I had no problem with the way Billy Russo looked. I love the whole aspect of the mental scars and all of that. Um, And John Pilgrim, I really like Josh Stewart as an actor. So he, as John Pilgrim, did a fantastic job. The story that we were able to see of him throughout the season and really kind of get these little tidbits of who he used to be and his past almost coming to bite him in the ass at some point. I just thought it was a really great character for them to execute and kind of make their own. He's an original character, but he's kind of based off of the Mennonite in the comics, so that's really cool. Um, Of course, Curtis was amazing. I, I know that, like, Micro was a great character, but I really enjoy seeing Frank and Curtis team up more. I thought that was a really great decision on the showrunners just because Jason R. Moore is great in that character. I love seeing Curtis that even though he's disgruntled as hell because he has a lady friend, he's just trying to live his life, but Frank comes calling and he's there for his buddy. Um, And kind of one of the last notes that I want to make, because I don't want to take up too much time, I really like more of the inclusion of Brett Mahoney. This is a character that we've seen since Daredevil season one, and I think it's really in The Punisher season two that we get more of him. We get him kind of fleshed out a bit. So I enjoyed that. Um, I did have maybe one dislike in the show, but I'll save that because I'm sure we're going to touch upon dislike. So. Overall, as I said, I I loved Punisher Season 2. I liked it better than Season 1. Blasphemy. No, I'm joking. Um, (laughs) I will say that that, uh, anyone who read my article that I had out a a week or two ago stating my disappointment of Season 2, the biggest reason I was disappointed is because I felt as though one, I kind of felt like this season was a little rushed. Uh, rushed in the sense of I felt as though there were story plots that were touched and then never really mentioned again. There were points. I also felt like the biggest, and I mainly feel like this because of the last, tra- well, the trailer that they dropped right before it came out that made it seem like um, uh, Jigsaw and Pilgrim were going to be working together to take out Frank. That was a huge opportunity. Yeah. Uh, that was, yes, 
that was a huge missed opportunity. I still don't get why um, they didn't either go the route of Pilgrim enlisting um, once he broke out and started to cause a little trouble, enlisting uh, Jigsaw to kind of help him kill Frank, and then whether it's him killing Jigsaw and then trying to take out Frank or whatever, it was just a missed opportunity. I think anytime you set up a season to where you have two main villains and one of the main villains doesn't die halfway through, it then starts to muddy things up because it's it's now like instead of one continuous story, it's now two stories. Now you don't have a se- you don't have another season to kind of unload uh, some of that baggage, so you have to kind of plug it all into one season. Um, by no means did I think this season was horrible because Iron Fist exists. So I, I didn't think it was Iron <laughs> Fist bad. Um, also, Inhumans exist, so like I didn't think it was anywhere near those two. Uh, even though I did enjoy the first season of Iron Fist, but I think we all can agree a lot was wrong with that. Um, it just it, nothing it really just kind of than the Inhumans. <laughs> nothing, nothing is worse. Than nothing the is worse than the Inhumans. <laughs> he wasn't that bad. Um, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I prefer Bat Nipples Batman over Inhumans any day, and I thought that Batman was horrible. Um, but anyway, back to the Punisher. Uh, I just kind of felt like a lot of it was just like you kind of missed the mark here, you kind of missed the mark there, and I kind of felt like leading into production, they kind of had a thought of like this might be it, <laughs> like this might be all we get to tell this story um, with this character. So it's like we're gonna just as much as we can kind of throw in there. Um, but I will say I, I did love John's performance. I said that before. Um, I also did not like the girl majority of this season until maybe about the last... Well, you do hate women episodes. besides Tia. Well, right, very true. Well, and my mom. Let's, let's not put that out there that I don't like my mom. Oh, yeah, I do like that's my mom. right. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't need any phone calls from my mom tonight. Anyway, um, I just kind of like, I felt like her character was being used to kind of fill in for them not having Micro. Like, I felt like they could have used Micro in that mm. same storyline. Um, so like, I didn't, it didn't that. really. Well, hold on, hold on. Uh, I didn't really get her true I purpose. So that moment where she's sitting on the uh, the bench with Frank, and they're talking about his um, his daughter, and then I was just like, oh, okay, now I get it. I get you. I got it. Cool. Um, and then she started to grow on me. Uh, I, I definitely think one of the craziest things that I really just love the acting between the two of them was when uh, Frank with Curtis kind of came in and then she kind of like drew the shotgun on him and scared the hell out of mm-hmm. Frank and Frank was about to kill her. I was just like, okay, I love this. I love this. I love what she's doing, what he's doing. Um, and then, like I said, she grew on me. But overall, like I said, a lot of what I thought could have been pieced together, could have been maybe written a little bit better, um, I thought it just really bothered me to the sense to where I just was disappointed in the season rather than me saying I didn't like it or I hated it. I was just disappointed uh, in a lot of aspects of season two. Um, but oh. Like I said, go ahead. I'm sorry, Dan. I was just going to say, it seems like we have four points in which you're kind of on one side directly. You know, Tia's on the other side. Uh, Joel's kind of more facing her and I'm kind of more facing you more in the middle. So this is a, this will be an interesting discussion of, uh, what we liked and didn't dislike, or we disliked, you know, uh, for the Punisher Absolutely. too. And you set that up perfectly. So I'll start with you. Then. 
what would you say were some of your biggest dislikes of season two of oh. The Punisher? Okay, we're going to likes afterwards? Yeah, we'll do likes afterwards. You brought up dislikes, and I kind of led into it, so I'm just like, <laughs> instead of going back, we'll just we'll go right into it. <laughs> we'll just go right into it. Okay, um, I think there were a couple of small things within the story itself, especially at the end. I, I, that's the thing is that I think that this, this season had a great build, but I just feel at the end it was kind of good, good rise. Every episode was awesome. They, they showed off a lot of stuff, but then it kind of just the execution kind of fell a little bit flat for me. Um, maybe I just missed out within the storyline. Um, I don't know who the hell that doctor was that helped Billy at the end. I was really confused there. Um, no, no. I also, I also did not know why Madani didn't tell uh, the the cop of uh, the one that you mentioned that's been in Deer Devil and stuff like that. You know that Frank didn't actually kill the uh, the ladies that were at there. The, that whole entire thing. I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm sure. I don't know if they were call girls or whatever. They didn't deserve to be killed. And even if they set them up, you know, Frank's brutally murdering ex-military that are brainwashed. And a lot of them are just henchmen and shit like that. He doesn't care about like stabbing them through the face. Like, you know, I, I just don't understand his level of um, where his compassion lies. I, th- I thought that was kind of a weird, like, it wasn't as big of a deal, I guess, as I, as uh, they, they kind of put it out there. Um, and um, I thought John Pilgrim was an awesome character, but I didn't, all that stuff could have been just nicks for me. Uh, I didn't really need it. I, I I think it was cool, but they could have tied the government stuff more with Billy and kind of just developed. I understand last season was the two of them. That's okay. They can still do the same thing. I don't think any of us would have complained if Kingpin was the villain in the second one, besides that one part in the prison. So he's a good character. Now he's Jigsaw. He's one of the things I have to gush over about how much I like uh, for, for uh, Ben Barnes' portrayal as Billy Russo. He was awesome. But – I also just thought the ending was kind of lackluster. Like I did want a, uh, a one last fight between Jigsaw and Punisher, and we didn't get that. And it was kind of bittersweet in a way, which is the whole thing with all of this, is that it was a good season. You had that part where it's Punisher and he's shooting up everyone, and you know that there's a good chance we'll never see that again. So uh, I guess maybe that was still in my head throughout watching this, but I loved the season, and I loved all the characters. It's just certain things. Some small, and I think some big, uh, kind of just took me out of it sometimes. Um, but yeah, that's those are some of my negatives. Yeah, I mean the the thing you're referring to, where um, <clears throat> excuse me, Billy kind of enlists all these ex-military guys. Uh, that Frank obviously, clearly, when he was interrogating the one that was looked like he had a cocaine issue, um, obviously they were being influenced. I, I won't say brainwashed because I don't want to confuse people to think that there's powers in the show. There aren't. They weren't brainwashed, but they were being influenced by by Jigsaw. So it was just like, I, I get it. They, they were they were being influenced, and then they were trying to kill you. So it's like the, the compassion can't go that far, but at least you could have had a small line in there to where Frank was like, I'll give you guys one opportunity to leave um, before I kill you all. Just to kind of show, like, look, 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 I get it, paying you, whether he's telling you things are messed up or whatever, whatever reason you're doing this, this isn't your fight, go, or I'm going to kill all of you. Instead, it was... I thought Curtis was wishy-washy with that, too. 
Like, Curtis knew some of them, and it was kind of like he was still shooting at them with a sniper rifle. So that kind of – it just threw me off sometimes, if anything. I mean, it wasn't that big of a, a problem, but it was definitely something I noticed. Yeah, I mean, there, there were definitely a few inconsistencies. I mean, when Curtis was kind of trying to tell, like, Frank, like, listen, man, like, you're just out here killing people. Like, look look what your world brings. And then if I'm Frank, I'm like, well, you do realize, like, I had to save this girl because they were going to kill her. So, like, I had to intervene in that. These guys are out here r- trying to rob banks, possibly trying to kill people. They're openly shooting in the street where any bullet could ricochet and hit somebody. Um, so it's like you don't really leave much <laughs> for Frank to kind of just walk away from. Like all these things keep happening to Frank. Um, so it's just kind of like where are you in this, Curtis? Like you're trying to say like don't be this dark person, but you definitely just sat there and watched Frank drive a knife through this guy's hand. So it's like, I, where is it kind of kind of lie with you, Curtis? Um, but yeah, I, I do think Dane, that scene where he shot up all those girls would have kind of meant more if it were. It didn't necessarily have to be someone Frank cared about. Someone that the story kind of kind of made you kind of care about in a sense. Like just ran. I mean, again, the girls did not just die like Dane said, but it was just one of those moments where it was just like, Frank, you kill people on a regular basis. Sometimes they're not extremely guilty either. So it's like, what, what, like, where are you at here? Um, but anyway, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Did you have anything else to add, Dane, before before I pass it on? No, that was pretty much it. I think it, I I didn't want it to happen, but I feel like if it was Amy, and even if obviously Billy set it all up and he was the one who killed her. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't want her to die. I liked her character. I'm glad she had a happy ending. But that would have been really ballsy and kind of would have meant a lot more or some type of scenario, maybe maybe uh, Madani or, or something, some, someone, you know, obviously not Karen because I guess they're going to get together at some point. I can't tell if she, like, thinks of, 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 of Frank as, like, a dad or if she wants to bang him. I, I never can tell on that. that. It kind of weirds me out a little bit, honestly. <laughs> I, listen, Joel, you say that, but I'm with Dane. I, I think I said this. I think I said this to somebody. I can't remember who I said this to, but their chemistry is super weird. Not them as actors, them as as characters. The chemistry is super weird because it's like, do they love each other like brother or sister, or like, do they want to be in love with each other? Like, there, there's no gauge of it really. It, it's just one of those friendships that's kind of like we just really care about each other, and it's like, all right, but so what end? I guess we don't really need to know it, but it's just. It's always just lingering. Like you never really know. Um, no, they but yeah, they go ahead, they sorry. were gonna they were gonna kiss and Amy interrupted it. I'm sorry. I watched right. that and I don't mean to interrupt, but I watched that whole scene. I was like, this is it. It's happening. And then fucking Amy walked in. Sorry, that's my two cents on that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you said that because like I said, it goes to like some people don't under, like don't know really where you know their chemistry level is at. And that's a great point. If they were about to kiss and then someone interrupted, it kind of lets you know all you need to know. Um, but one last thing that I wanted to add to what you said, Dane, I agree with you, man. Um, I'm glad she did survive and had the happy ending and everything, uh, especially for Frank. But I felt like, especially if this was supposed to be like the big season two to that their huge season one, there needed to be high stakes. And I felt like season one, like Micro didn't die, he got the happy ending. And this one, I think her name was Amanda or whatever, she got the happy ending. There had to have been someone that Frank lost. I thought, honestly, Jigsaw was going to kill Madani. And maybe that would have been something that would have really bothered Frank. It wouldn't have broken by any means. 
but bother them, or maybe Pilgrim killed Curtis. There just were never really any high enough stakes for me. But I was kind of like, man, we have two really good villains. One of them actually managed to break Frank. Um, and it just it, it never really felt like that. I guess Jigsaw tried with the killing innocent people, but I don't know. It, just, it, it fell flat to me when you could have really used that moment to maybe set up something to where Curtis got shot or Madani or Amanda to kind of really raise the stakes a little bit. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Tia, I'm going to go to you. If any, what were some of your dislikes <laughs> for season two of, uh, of Punisher? First of all, I hate to correct you, but her name is Amy, not Amanda. Um, Why but... did I say Amanda? Was there a character named Amanda in that show? Because you hate women. Okay, sorry. I, I even, it's crazy. I don't even know an Amanda in my real life, so like, I have no idea where Amanda came from, but Amy, sure. Okay. <laughs> so, it, it's a, I have a couple little things, and then I do have one big thing. So the little things are, I would have loved more Karen. I'm in the whole group of people who just really love Karen and Frank's chemistry. Um, As far as the whole daughter-dad thing, I mean, Karen's in her 30s, and I think uh, Frank is supposed to be late 30s, early 40s, so that really wouldn't work like that. But anyway, um, more Karen I would have loved. I kind of hated the fact that Billy died uh, never really knowing what he did wrong. Um, I know that it was kind of like told to him, but he never had that realization. So that was kind of one of the little, little things that uh, bothered me. And the other little thing that bothered me is I hated that Frank didn't kill that freaking pedophile. I mean, he killed the guy in Daredevil season two for for just distributing child porn. This guy is full on has an operation where they are taking photos, filming, whatever, and he all he does is burn down the place. I'm like, Amy, shut up. Let him put a bullet through this guy's head. But so that is it. The biggest thing, the biggest thing that I disliked about this season was I hated the therapist. And it's like I got I I, I love the I, I love the psychology of Billy. Like, that I love. That shit was really great. Again, as Joelle mentioned, love the whole mental scars, that whole whatnot. I don't know if it's the actress or the character. I don't know, but I couldn't stand her. Because then it's like, from day one, you knew that something was, like, a little weird with her. And then, like, full on, she goes, don't you think I have love for you? I'm like, what? That came out of left. Field. And listen, Ben Barnes is an extremely good-looking man. I'm not going to complain about sex scenes with him, but she was just psychotic. And then it's like, whoever gave you a license to practice psychology, I want to know that because, if anything, you should have been pushing Billy to find answers, to find reconciliation, to try and better this. But pretty much she was like, hey, you should kill some women because – Frank kind of still has this old school um, chivalry type of attitude that he doesn't kill women. So you should kill some women and make it seem like he did so that he gets all fucked up about it. Like she was so crazy. And honestly, I really wish that she would have died when Madani pushed her through the window because I couldn't stand her. And then she's still sitting there like, well, Billy will never let you get away with this because he loves me too much. And I'm like, I can't with you. You really need to go away or something like that. So she 
honestly was my biggest uh, problem with this season. If I had to pick, because the other ones are just small, you know, they didn't really bother me. They're just me at, like, picking something to talk about or whatever. But I couldn't stand the therapist, like, at all. Disliked her character. And just to kind of add on that, I know that there was some controversy in her casting, and I walked into the season not even thinking about that. I was like, I'm just going to see what goes with it, you know, how the actress portrays herself. And I was like, I don't know, could they have gotten another actress to play the role, or did they just write her role like that? So my dislike is her. My biggest dislike was her. I mean, let me dig a little deeper into the idea of that. <clears throat> I think if they had set it up a lot better at the beginning where she was kind of, you know, talking to, to Jigsaw early on, if you kind of had that sense to where you kind of had something in her to where you could kind of see that she was starting to fall for him, then I'd be like, all right, it kind of makes sense. But I kind of felt like it completely came out of left field and I think at the beginning, I want to say I felt like he was using her, but then it was like, yeah, maybe I am starting to fall for her. Like, maybe she does get me. But a lot of that was, was weird. Find, like, five blue things. Like, now I think I do that when I get upset. I'm looking around for blue things. All my walls here are blue, so, like, that's super confusing. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, I think also my biggest issue with Jigsaw was, and please, anyone correct me if I'm wrong, I definitely know Joel will. Um, I kind of felt like <laughs> I kind of felt like I called BS on his memory loss. It seemed like he was forgetful for for only what uh, for only what happened after his face got uh, uh, the reason why his face got smashed, like the reason why him and Frank were at odds. But it seemed like he remembered everything else, and it was just super weird. It was like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. You don't remember why Frank wants you dead but you remember everything else. You remember who Frank is. You remember who Curtis is, all these people, but you have no idea why Frank hates you. That's the one thing that's just gone, gone out of your mind. I felt like if they, if they were trying to go with the idea of jigsaw, meaning he has a puzzled mind, you have to scatter all of his memories to where he doesn't really remember anything. Like have it to where he doesn't remember Madani. He doesn't remember Frank. He doesn't remember Curtis. And he's trying to piece all those together and then, boom, he finds out Frank is, is, is the skull that's haunting him, and then it all starts to come back. Or I was really disappointed they didn't go the route, excuse me, of him using the memory loss as a ploy, as a tactic. Like, have it be to where he's trying to make everyone think that he doesn't remember anything, and then, boom, that's when he strikes. I don't know if just, he remembered Madani. No, I think he only he knew her as the girl that kept fucking coming his fucking bed every every night or whatever the fuck she was doing, uh, because he came to her and he asked her questions like why and who and all this extra shit and he, he didn't even remember having sex with her and all that kind of shit. So I think he missed like a, a year from his his memory. I think is what happened. I don't know. I I just think okay. Even even then, cool. Let's let's go with that. I apologize. Uh, he didn't remember. Madonna. Okay. Even even then, I still think you should have scattered his brain more. Scatter it to where he doesn't remember Curtis, doesn't remember Frank, um, just doesn't remember any of that. Like, he, he's literally, his mind is a puzzle that he's trying to piece together. I think if you're trying to sell to me that the only thing he doesn't remember is the past year, I'm going to call BS. Usually when people have 
traumatic brain damage or something like that. It's everything of life that's scattered. There's a few things that they maybe might remember, whether it's a good moment here or there, but majority of it, they just don't remember. And I'm just like, come on, man. Like the one year that passed is the only thing that he doesn't remember. I don't know. Um, but Joel, I'm going to pass it to you. What were some of your dislikes of season two? And also, now that you heard from me, Dane, and Tia, did you have anything to add to what we were saying were some of our dislikes? I just don't know where to start. Uh, uh, no, it's good that I, I got to hear all that because a lot of this stuff didn't stand out to me this year during the show, mainly because I'm focused and uh, I do have my own personal issues that came up, but it wasn't a lot of what you guys are talking about. Uh, like I had my head, my biggest issue is probably, um, I had no major issues. A lot of it just nitpicks. Like the, like the middle of the season was kind of slow and uh, it, it kind of, that to me, like the pace just dropped into <laughs> a state, like a standstill for a little bit there. And then eventually started picking up, but I was invested in the story enough. And I think I had, a lot of it had to do with the psychiatrist. Uh, and I, I think a lot of us feel kind of the same way again. She was kind of annoying and crazy, but I did uh, enjoy the fact that, cause I do enjoy, I like the actress that played her. I just, I just thought that character was fucking annoying. And she's nuts. She was obviously nuts from the very beginning. She she obviously had some weird agenda. And they gave Jigsaw his Harley Quinn, and I was okay with that. It's whatever. <laughs> That's kind of how I saw it throughout that, that season. Um, and um, that was probably my biggest issue in terms of, like, character. And then the, the girl, Amy, she kept changing her fucking name, so I could never remember what her name was. I still don't remember what her name is. Uh, the young girl. Um she annoyed the shit out of me in the beginning. At least the first five to six episodes, I couldn't stand that child. I was like, how did you not just walk away from this little kid? I just couldn't, I couldn't stand her. But she definitely grew on me. I definitely felt for him. Because you could tell she was growing on him. And to the point where I felt so much where I was like, damn, he really likes this kid. Like, he, he, he sees that. And then they start talking about his kids. And you could, like you were saying earlier, Juwan, you could see he was, he was, he's missed his kid. His kid would have been 15 from almost maybe a little bit um, younger than this girl, but he, he doesn't have that. Like, he, he doesn't – and, and he, I guess he saw his future in, in a kid like that. You know, he saw – because in the beginning, you got to see him almost almost settle down again with this chick, and then this, this, and then this, shit, this little girl come, comes in and kind of ruins everything. But he kind of forced his way into her story. He kind of really did. And um, But she definitely grew in me, especially towards the end, her little uh, – Sneaky shit that definitely was pretty fucking funny. Her sneaking in and out of the hospital and doing all this. I was definitely, she won me over with all her little tricky shit. I, I didn't, I did enjoy that aspect, that aspect of it. Um, in terms of the, 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 the death in the, in, in the warehouse, like when he was trying to trick him and, um, all that extra shit with the, the girls, like, the, I don't know if they were hookers either. I don't know what they were, but, um, that didn't bother me. Like, uh, I, I, I understood where he was coming from. They were guys trying to kill him. I don't think he ever has issues killing people trying to kill him in my head. And, and those are girls he didn't even know were there. So in his mind, they were innocent. He didn't know them. He had no intention of killing people that weren't not shooting at him. So in my mind, I, I understood. And he's kind of broken. He's not like, it's not like you can make much sense of the Punisher's mentality. He has his own way of thinking. And I think that was the whole point. Like, he doesn't, he has his own rules in his head. Like, this is right and this is wrong. He's, um, 
doesn't have he is a judge, jury, and, edu- and executioner. And in his head, he did something wrong and was willing to die for it. At the end of the day, he was willing to let the assassin kill him pretty much because he felt like he killed those girls unjustly. It's his own weird justice, and I was I, I was okay with that. You know, I could have used more Karen. I forgot she was even in. The show. I knew she was in it, but I completely forgot she was in the show until she showed up. Uh, I definitely think they have a a, a, a relationship that's kind of like. I think there's some type of sexual chemistry. Let's put it that way. I really do, because she wouldn't attach herself to him like that if she didn't find him somewhat attractive. There's something about him that she is attracted to her. I mean, uh, that she's attracted to him. Uh, and then brown chicken, brown cow. Too. Right. I do, I do think there's something there. I really do. I, 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 they don't act on it, and I think it's because of the situations they've been in, it just hasn't gotten to that point. I think if they spent more time together, it would obviously just happen. But he's a loose cannon, and she's kind of finding herself all the time, too. Not that she's a stable fucking human being sometimes, either, even though she's grown since her early days. Um, uh, what else? What else did you guys talk about? Um, I, I, that was really it. I mean, those are the, those are the biggest yes, things for me. Like, like, I'll, I'll say this. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Wow. The John Pilgrim uh, storyline. <laughs> Stop Pilgrim versus the world. Uh, John Pilgrim storyline and the storyline was they were so separate. I really also agreed that they, they probably should have connected like somewhat, uh, and they kind of didn't at all. And they thought it was weird to have two storylines kind of being so separate going on at the exact same. Like, what kind of bad luck or do you have that you're two major things are happening at the same time? <laughs> I just thought that was a weird coincidence that they, they were just. I understood it. Like I accept, I accepted it, but they were obviously things that were happening. At the same time, and then like that uh, that John Pilgrim storyline with the girl just kind of faded during the middle. <laughs> it's like what happened to it, and then it comes back when they put the bounty on their heads, which I thought that was fucking cool. All the assassins were going after them, but overall, those were really my only. I didn't have any major issues. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's crazy because it's like think about season one and how many shootouts and explosions happened uh, in Frank's story in season one. You could have easily said, like, maybe one of them was someone that Pilgrim loved, and he's been looking for Frank. Uh, but since, you know, the FBI or whatever, you know, kind of erased him, it was hard to find him. Yeah. Now he's back in New York, boom. He can find him, he's coming after him. Like, there's just so many different ways you could have tied his story to Frank. To me, I feel like villains, excuse me, especially in season format, should usually always be attached to the the hero somehow. I felt like the only reason we saw Pilgrim was because because of Amy, and I'm like, no, yeah. like because like That's now exactly Pilgrim really, Pilgrim has like Pilgrim no was like the weapon. Right. He was the but weapon me, for the, was, the senator or whatever the fuck his name was. But he was the real villain of that that whole thing. Right, but they did a poor job setting that up. Like to me, it was there's too many moving pieces, <laughs> and not enough of the pieces were put together. It was just kind of like, and uh, to the point that you made of bringing violence to that girl, uh, to the lady at the beginning of the story, I kind of felt like that had no payoff. You could have easily ended the season, um, obviously not the last uh, scene, but you could have towards the end of the season maybe had them reconnect. Um, you know, nah, maybe see. Frank. Frank, no, no, I would have liked the scene to where Frank told her, like, this can't happen because you see what happens in my life. So that way we know, boom, we won't ever see her again. Like, it was good that Frank had that moment. Great. To me, I wouldn't have needed to see any more of her. 
once um, Brent got her to the hospital. But once you had Pilgrim go then interrogate her and threaten her, I was kind of just like all that dialogue that he did, completely useless because none of it came into fruition. All Pilgrim had to do was take her, tell Frankie he was going to kill her if he didn't bring him Amy. Still to this day, I have no idea why he didn't do that. Still, I have absolutely no idea. So it's just, it's, I don't know. Like I said, too many moving parts in it for me. Um, excuse me, but uh, Jane, Tia, <laughs> Jane, Tia, did you guys have anything else to add for a dislike or any responses to what Joel said? Um, I'm just going to add really quickly that scene with uh, John Pilgrim and Beth. I love that scene. John Pilgrim terrifies the shit out of me in that scene, but that's my little comment there. We should play Freddy Krueger. It was good. Am I I knocking him? That's more towards the writing, because I kind of felt like... I forgot. I forgot. I'm sorry. Go ahead. ahead. You're... no, 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 no. Uh, I t- I did read your review. I printed it out. I put it on my toilet paper. It's now currently in my bathroom <laughs> as my toilet paper. <laughs> I appreciate that, Joel. Your support means the world to me. Uh, <laughs> Dane, uh, did you have anything you wanted to add? I think that Joel should do a review about your review. I, I would really uh, you know, appreciate that. <laughs> I agree. Uh, um, uh, all right, let's move into. I know we're working backwards here, but whatever. We do what we want over here in Geek Vibes Nation. Let's move into our likes. I don't mind. Bear with me. Keep in mind, in your likes, we are going to have a separate category of standout scenes. So keep in mind, uh, if in your okay. likes, you, you start right. to mention a scene that you really like. Don't get too in depth in it because I want to hear your, uh, your one Stand favorite out. scene. Yes, standout scene okay. from, from okay. season two. Um, sure. Yeah, right. I'm going to start with you. What were some of your likes of um, season two of Punisher? Really quick, um, I'm glad that Joelle's going to use your review as toilet paper and not my <laughs> review. So let's just put that up. Don't uh, worry. As, it's not the first. won't be the last. <laughs> to be as, fair as, to you, yes. Joelle would use any of my reviews. Whether it was good or bad as toilet paper, so it's just like, you know, that's just Joelle. But yeah, no, I just steal his T-shirts and use those. There you yeah. Go. Um, but uh, as far as life, obviously, I told you I love the season, so everything. But um, I like the fact that they gave. As I said, I like the fact that we saw so much more fight scenes, so much more kind of, um, not brutality per se, but I mean, just like, there, there were definitely some scenes where I had to turn away because they were so brutal, but that's, that's a good thing because that's how the Punisher should be. Um, I really enjoyed, uh, I, I have a standout scene, so I'll say that when we do that. But I loved, uh, I loved the elevator scene. I was like, man, screw hallway fight scenes. Let's do some elevator fight scenes. That shit was badass. Um, and the the forest scene, the forest scene in like what was it, episode three or something, where he's like having the shootout at the sheriff's or something. That mm-hmm. scene was just so amazing. Just seeing them come in and seeing Frank just take everyone out one by one, like, just give him the shit. And I forget what 
scene it was, but like at some point someone's like, he's loose. And it just reminded me of Daredevil season two where you find the Irish and the Irish is just screaming like, he's loose, he's loose. And it's like, that is something you never want to hear if you are an enemy of Frank's because you're about to get fucked up. But uh, so many things I liked about this. Is I love Curtis. I loved Curtis in this uh, season. I thought Ben Barnes's performance as Billy Russo was just spot on. Like regardless of what you think about um, the whole aspect of Billy Russo, that like when he comes back after having that initial like shootout with Frank, and he's just so distraught not understanding why Frank is after him was just such amazing acting. I also love that Billy killed that freaking pedophile. I was so happy about that. That was a great scene. Um, I, there's just so much in this season that I enjoyed. I just, John Bernthal is Frank, just top notch. I feel like he really brought it this season. I just, I liked it. That That's it. I, I'm just going to ramble on if I keep going. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> that was why I was like, let me start with Tia. Um, <laughs> just in case Tia has a lot she wants to cover, I want to make sure she's able to cover it all. Um, so, But no, no, no. I, I, I definitely do. Uh, and I do want to make sure I mention this because I think I left this out of my article. Um my issues with Jigsaw have nothing to do with Finn Barnes' acting. It has everything to do with the writing of that character. He did a great job for what was given to him. Um, and obviously he has nothing to do with the scars. Like that, I don't put on him whatsoever. So I'm not one of those, you know, crazy fanatics that's like, I hate you, Ben Barnes, because you had that face. Like, no, I get it. You, you show up and you, you recite your lines. Um, but I did hate his face. <laughs> like, let me make sure I make that known. I, I did hate that. Um, but I, I do agree. Uh, there were there were a lot of really good acting performances in, in season two, and I think that's what we can really walk away from with the whole history of the Netflix uh, Marvel universe is that I can't really recall that many horrible acting performances. I mean, like I said, Iron Fist season one, I, I put completely in the garbage. That doesn't even exist. Um, so there's not that many horrible acting performances uh, by some of the bigger characters. But, <clears throat> Joel, I'll go to you next. Uh, what, were, what were some of your likes for season two of uh, Punisher? Well, um, there's a lot of things I actually liked. Um, a, lot, a lot of the action scenes were really good for me. I really, Really enjoyed like the scene with the fighting the Russians in the weight room. That was fucking beautiful. I fucking loved it though. I really uh, wish we got the the Russian Russian from like the, the first Punisher movie in the comics. That Russian. I would have loved to see that Russian again because I honestly still one of my favorite Punisher moments ever was when that movie with him fighting Kevin Nash as the Russian. I love that Kevin scene Nash. so much. Yeah, that was awesome. That scene was great. Anyway, I got a, a, something close to that in that that weight room scene, which was fucking brutal. He destroyed those guys. Um, but that was one of my favorite scenes. I really liked that scene. Um, when he got confronted outside of the, in the alleyway, um, again, with like six dudes with guns, and he just took them all out like, like a quick jaw, like an old Western. I was like, that was fucking cool. Um, I got it. I got it. I gotta say, most of the action scenes were were pretty 
pretty spot on for me. Aside from maybe the fight with John Pilgrim, probably the only fight that kind of underwhelmed for me. It was kind of just a one-on-one. I don't know. It was just kind of like, like, like it looked like a hardcore wrestling match more than a, than a fight for me, but it was whatever what it was. I liked it for what it was, but it, I mean, that was probably the only fight scene that for me, it didn't, it didn't work for me, but um, I loved all the acting in this show. I, I, there's not one person to me that did a bad job. Like I said, I loved Curtis in this damn show. I thought he was great. I loved his dynamic with Frank. And like I said, it made up for the fact that there was no damn uh, micro in this season. And I missed him, but I thought he was a good fill-in. I really, I, I liked him last season. He did, I thought he did a great job this season. Uh, the, I, the the girl, I didn't like in the beginning. She grew on me. I really liked her later. Um, I really like John Berthold as a whole is the, he is the Punisher for me. So I just thought that last scene, <laughs> like, even though I'll say this, I didn't get to mention it during my bad, the, my, the bad parts. I thought that was an awkward, because we didn't get to the, we didn't get a lot of why he, he called that together. Obviously they're gangsters or whatever the hell they were, but he killed all those dudes in cold blood. <laughs> those, those are a lot of fucking dudes. Like, I don't know. You, you guys are talking about those guys that were trying to kill him. These guys weren't even trying to kill him. They were just standing there. <laughs> like, we don't know what they did, though, so there's no context. It's kind of hard. To, but that scene, just the, the last scene was pretty fucking cool with him just blasting everyone. But, yeah, I mean, I, I could sit here forever just, like, probably bringing out little things. Like the the, the that scene in, in the, the police department, I love that scene. It reminded me of the, the attack on Precinct 13 or whatever the fuck it was. It kind of had that feel to it. Thought that was cool. Uh, just, I just, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of good things. Yeah, I, I will say it, it did look like the worst that those guys did was like selling drugs. Is like from the yeah. look of I'm how like, they wow. dressed, it did look like that was like the worst that they had ever done. Like, I, I kind of felt like those look like. <laughs> I kind of just felt like those looked like the people that you shouldn't have Frank really just blasting away on. Some of them also look really dumb. That's what I want to know. Right. Yeah, I was just like... like, Yeah, I was kind (laughs) of like, all right, Frank, like, that was was really crazy. That was extreme. You're you're really judgmental of these kids, man. Like, what what if they didn't do anything? I take kids from their parents. <laughs> they wow, maybe was... they maybe should right, have yeah. had it where like he goes to a dog fighting ring or something and frees all the dogs and just kills all those assholes. I mean, I feel like John <laughs> Burns in real life would approve of that shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Probably would work. Yeah. If you want to talk about bad acting, I think the worst acting I saw all season came from the, those group of kids. <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I, I started to feel like, man, if Frank doesn't come in and kill them, I might try to jump in the TV. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I can start letting off some rounds. Um, <laughs> Get the fuck but, uh, off my Dane. show. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Dane, I'm going to kick it to you, man. Uh, what, were, what were some of your likes of season two of Punisher? And tell us why uh, those kids were so horrible in acting, man. Like, why were they so bad? <laughs> man, I don't want to get back in the negatives, but I have to say that last scene, even though it was cool, I feel like they filmed that, like, recently. Like, they just added that in there at the end, and they should have just put up, like, could to be continued maybe or some shit. Like, it was like kind of <laughs> like when Porky Pig does the That's All Folks. 
but that's the Punisher's <laughs> way of doing it. I wasn't, yeah, wasn't yeah. really, I wasn't really sure. That um, would be great. Soon, the, soon that reference is going to be so outdated, people will not. There's actually probably people listening right now that have no idea what I'm. Porky Pig. Okay, I yeah, think I know. You got to keep it alive. Got to keep it alive. Anyways, but yeah, uh, positive things. I think that we've all come to this conclusion. Uh, the action and the acting. Uh, the action was top notch. All the effects were great. The choreography was incredible. Some of the fight scenes we already, you know, we'll go more into detail, but obviously the weight room with the Russians and everything with the elevator. Now, now someone also said, like, try to say that that elevator scene was better than the one with Captain America and Winter Soldier. And I just got to say that person needs to, like, just chill the fuck out, maybe take a, I don't know, a benzo or some (laughs) shit like that and go sit in the corner. Uh, because I love, I really enjoyed that, but I I just not to that level. The, the scene at the, the cops, you know, um, and just John Bernthal, man, he is an incredible actor. Now he's, I'm not going to say one dimensional, but he's really good at specifically playing a certain type of character that happens to be a really crazy dude with PTSD, uh, within (laughs) a lot of his roles. Um, and I mean, Fury was one of the best, uh, you know, movies I've ever seen him in, and th- that's the same thing. And Ben Barnes, man, you know, yeah, did I have a couple problems with the face? Only because I just felt like there should have been more damage. Not because comic yeah. accurate, that has nothing to do with it. I, I just agree. thought that there should have been, more. you know, that that's different. But I will say, other than that, and his ending, which I thought was a little bit lackluster, that performance was incredible. I and I will say that. Beforehand, when he suggested it, I kind of just, like, whatevered it. Ben Barnes, I think, from this season and last season, has shown me that if maybe he were to get the role of, a say, a Batman, uh, I think that he could fucking kill that role. Uh, I think that he could have the intensity and also the charm on both sides. And um, he's a really good actor, man. I really want to see him in other stuff. Uh, I love Jason Armour. I hate the fan cast with him again, but I definitely get a Jon Stewart vibe. Uh, from him throughout the whole thing. Definitely missed Micro. Um, I really liked the the uh, actress that played J- uh, Amy. I thought she was great and really witty and funny. Uh, really, even though, like I said, John Pilgrim was a really cool character and Josh Stewart was awesome uh, playing him. Um, I just, the cast was phenomenal and the acting was really, really top notch. And uh, I just... I love the hospital scene of them trying to get him out of there and like all the girls showing up and him being like, like what the hell is this Charlie's angels? Like he didn't say that, but obviously I felt like that's what Frank was thinking. You know, he was all of a sudden Bobsley or whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Anyways. Yeah. A lot of positives. Love the acting, love the action. Absolutely. And I will say Ben Barnes, if you do not get the role as Batman and Matt Reeves upcoming, uh, the Batman, I will say there is a show called Titans out there that does not have <laughs> a actual actor for Batman, so you know. And I think age age would kind of line up a bit. I don't think Dick Grayson is in like his mid twenties, so I think Ben Barnes could pull off being uh, <clears throat> being Batman. Um, but yeah, great, great, great choice for for Batman. I think he's definitely shown that he has layers to him to be able to pull off Bruce Wayne. Um, and like, come on, we all can agree he's super attractive. Like, I mean, come on. I think that was my biggest issue <laughs> with his face not being a little bit more, a, a little bit more torn up. Yeah. Was because I it's think like, he should have had it, some eye damage. Give him a scar. Give him a, a foggy eye. Anything would have right. been a little, little helpful. A little more helpful. Something bloody eye. He wasn't anything. ugly enough. He still looked good looking. It was fucking um, a GQ model with a couple scars on his face. I'm sorry. I mean, because it was like, you guys ever see like those those movies to where like 
or not movies, but those comedy shows to where, like, they have, like, the really attractive lead and, like, people keep pointing out, like, how attractive they are. I kind of felt like if I was filming this show with Ben, I'd be like, man, those scars are not working, man. Like, you're beautiful. <laughs> like, what, what is this? Like, makeup team, you got to do better, man. You got to do better. Um, I mean, that, that just kind of drove me a little crazy because I'm looking at him and everyone keeps saying, like, man, what happened to you? And I'm like, what are you looking at? Like, what do you see that you're questioning his look? He still looks beautiful. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's move on. Let's move into our <clears throat> standout moment. I'm going to go first on this one. I'm going to say my top standout moment of season two had to have been uh, – I'm going to have to go with – I really – was blown away by that scene where um, I can't remember how Frank escaped uh, when all the, the army guys were kind of like, uh, you know, ganging up on him uh, after Jigsaw kind of mm-hmm. like told him, like, kill him. I can't really remember how he got free. I just remember he, he was tied up he, and, like, uh, everyone was – go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I think he went to try – they wanted to try to stab him up, like, close. And he and as soon as he got close, it was over because they gave him a knife basically, and it, they took over from there. It was, it was pretty interesting how he got away. Yeah, I can't like I can't piece it specifically. I'm glad it was you, fast. you mentioned that because it, it was just like what happened. But yeah. I will say that was some really 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 good acting. Uh, just kind of just went berserk on these guys. Like the lights, kind of like uh, like flashing on and off in, in that sequence yeah. where he was he was taking the guys in the up. beginning of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Like that a seizure was moment. very. That was very <laughs> well had, done. Very well. If you done. get seizures, God bless you, because that would have fucked you up. <laughs> <laughs> I will also say, man, his pain threshold. Like, if anyone remembers the end of season one, That's true. where he was tied to the chair, his pain true, threshold yeah. is like on a Superman level. Like, you would think none of that crazy pain threshold. It's true. It's insane, man. Jeez. Anyway, um, it was was bananas. And I will point out, I did think it was a really cool look for those guys to kind of all have on the mask. Um, I thought that kind of looked pretty cool. Yeah. I thought that kind of looked pretty cool. Their masks look cool. It's true. Oh, damn it. I forgot about that myself. I, I also didn't have an issue with uh, Jigsaw occasionally wearing that mask. I thought he looked really cool. Um, and he did. Before I, pass it, before I pass it to you, Dane, I do want to mention, I forgot it, excuse me, in my likes. I do want to give a huge shout-out to that bank teller that was willing to die for money <laughs> that she would have never seen again if she died. <laughs> so I want to give a huge shout-out to her. She was taking she was a badass. She was. He was like, I'll put the grenade in there. She was like, it won't fit, stupid. And I'm just kind of like, man, she really just want to die. Situation right now. <laughs> I've never oh, seen a, a bank heist to where like the bank teller was like, no, guys, kill me. I don't care. Do it. It's kind of like, wait, what? So I just wanted to point that out. Great moment. Hilarious. Um, but Dan, I'm going to kick it to you first, uh, my brother. Your standout moment for Punisher season two. Yeah, I will say that scene reminded me of Snatch uh, when they're trying to, to to rob the bookies and they just get completely <laughs> shut down. It was the same type of. Do you see that movie, man? Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess my favorite moment. Um, oh man, there's so many in this, especially the action scenes. Uh, crap. I'm, I feel like I should be trying to like witty and try to find a really good dramatic scene. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say that my favorite action scene 
and I'm not going to take the the gym, so I hope that one of you guys do, because I'll be really mad if you don't discuss that, because that was really good. But um, just a scene where he sh- – with the first one in the bar, where he just goes into the woman's room, finds out what the hell's going on, find out they're a bunch of assassins, and, and just takes them out, and that the, the security guard's getting stabbed constantly. Like, that was just nuts, and just – I was like, as soon as that happened, I was like, I'm in for a good ride. And um, – yeah, I, I think that that that's, that's mainly it. Uh, I, I, the exit scene of Amy was really good. That got me. I definitely teared up a little bit. Yeah. You know, my yeah. my my bare ass. You know, with uh, not my bare ass, but like I'm, I look like a bear. I shouldn't <laughs> say my bare ass. Uh, my 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 frumpy ass, I should say. <laughs> Just sitting, crying a little bit, watching that. You know, but uh, yeah, the, the good stuff. Really. Great acting, also. Like, also when Madani was trying to get in the head of the psychiatrist, that was a really good scene. Just good, yeah. good stuff, man. I named, like, four. Yeah. Yeah, I will say, Dane, I was eating while you said that, so I appreciate that. That was that was a great visual to have while I was eating. Um, but, yeah, no. <laughs> I hope you think about that every time you're eating. Thank you, because now I think I'm just going to drink smoothies for the rest of my life. But, anyway, um, I will have to say, I did enjoy that that a lot. I really wish that black guy didn't have to go out like that. Um, I, I will just say it really like it didn't bother me in the sense of like oh I was offended. It bothered me because I was just like man this guy is like really tough. And when he just started just dogging him, I was just like oh man this guy is like really 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 tough. But he's gonna die horribly. Um, I, I did really enjoy it. I did think the one weird scene of the bathroom, uh, the bathroom fight, which by the way, great scene. (laughs) I know Frank has this rule about not killing women, but it seems like putting hands on, (laughs) on him. He's like, there's a limit, but like if I had to punch one in the face or, you know, occasionally just to save a kid, you know, I'll have to, but I did think it was really weird. Like when (laughs) he closed the door. And then started taking his belt off. I was like, where is this going? And then he wrapped it around the uh, I was like, oh, okay. He's using it as a weapon. I was like, all right, this, this got really weird. Um, you want to see a weapon? He used it as yeah. a shield. I was like, man, what is is this like the, what is that movie the from the book that all the girls are going crazy over? Gray or something like that? I thought, I didn't know what Frank was doing. Twilight? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will say okay. the... The bathroom scene that led into the the bar scene was just insane, especially from a guy who's just like, man, I could have left town and avoided all of this, but I came back for love, and then love ended up me massacring almost a full bar of assassins. Just that whole play, uh, the the way that that all played out was insane. Again, John Bernthal, amazing, Frank Castle. Um, excuse me, Tia, I'm gonna go to you next. What was your standout scene of season two of The Punisher? Um, I mean, any any scene that has, like, insane, like, emotion really just kind of stands out to me. I kind of want to talk about the uh, end of episode 10, but I feel like that's almost been talked about enough on this uh, show, you know, with Frank killing the, you know, or thinking he killed the women and that uh, soldier dying in Curtis's arms. I just thought it was executed mm-hmm. really well. And of course, I love. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, of course, uh, I love the scene between Frank and Karen where he's talking about his family, all that emotion. But I guess I kind of do want to talk about Billy's death just because that was like, 
acting in that is just so amazing. And also, I think we spoke about this in a previous uh, episode where we talked about the trailer. They used another Alice in Chains song, and that just instantly yeah. hooked me. I was, like, I was like, oh, my God, they're using Rooster, the Rooster. right now? I'm in, yeah, I'm in, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm instantly hooked. And for Billy to just really sit there as he's on the phone with Curtis, and he's like, I don't want to die alone. And it's crazy because it's been referenced so many times where Fang, you know, oh, well, that's how Billy's always been. He's been alone. He likes being alone. And he's just saying, like, I don't want to die alone. And you see it in Curtis's face where he's almost conflicted, where he's like, holy shit, like, this guy was my brother once upon a time. But then it's like, no, he calls Frank, not only because Curtis wants the shit to end, but also he knows that it has to end with Frank and Billy. And I saw this side-by-side comparison, so it's like, thank God for people on Tumblr sometimes, where they were comparing it to when in season one where Frank is tied to the chair and Billy's kind of like washing his face and Frank's like, I'm ready, it has to be you, it has to be you. And Billy's almost looking at him so sadly. And then opposite, there's a moment where Frank is kind of looking at Billy sadly because it's like no matter how much he wants to kill Billy at this point, you know, again, this was his brother at some point. We've seen by multiple flashbacks that this was a guy considered to be his best friend. And it's just super sad and emotional. And he's, and Billy's saying to Frank, you know, I'm glad that it's you. But when fucking Frank just put two bullets in him, just like, and he didn't even get to say, like, you know, whatever I've done to you, and that was it. And I was like, well, and Frank didn't say a word. He just walked out. And I was like, I just think it was a standout scene because I sat there with my jaw open. I was like, holy shit, that just happened. So, yeah, um, yeah that, that whole compilation of Billy's death, that really stood out to me because I didn't expect the writers to do that. I sort of expected at some point that Billy was probably going to die. Um, I think that if they had want, if we weren't dealing with what we were dealing with at, with Netflix and Marvel, that we could have seen Billy alive and become some real super fucking villain in season three. But to see his death, how it transpired, it's pretty much the saying It doesn't matter that he doesn't remember what he did. He's still having to, you know, pay for the hand that he had. So, yeah, so that's going to be my standout scene as I've rambled enough about it. Yeah, no, excuse me. That was super emotional, mainly because, like you just said, uh, he died not really knowing what he did uh, to to Frank. Um, You know, and I kind of feel like what they were trying to do with Billy, but, again, when you have two main villains and one of them doesn't die halfway through the season, it kind of muddies things. I think that we're trying to reform uh, Billy's soul. Maybe not necessarily the, the essence of, of, of his being, because, you know, uh, his true nature was the guy that's out there robbing a bank <laughs> with a bunch of army guys. But, like, you did right. kind of get a sense of his humanity that you didn't really get in season one. Because, I mean, again, this is the guy who <clears throat> played a part in Frank's family dying. So I kind of felt like you got that heart from him. Like, he just he seemed like a kid who just really didn't know what was going on and just wanted to feel safe. 
and he's surrounded by someone who's stalking him every day. He's surrounded by the, the nightmare of a skull uh, right before it's crushing his face. Um, and he just wants this, this semblance of, of being accepted, someone trying to understand him. That's why I think he fell in love with his, uh, his therapist. He was the only person who was willing to understand the person rather than persecuting uh, his, his past crimes. So it was, <clears throat> it was very touching him saying, like, you know, I don't want to be alone. Like, can, can you stay? But I will say, <laughs> whatever of love Frank ever had was immediately washed away the second he just, boom, shot him. Like, Frank didn't really give him, like, uh, I love you, Bill. And then she, it was just like, nope, boom, gone, dead. Don't ever come back. Well, it was just like, man, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, man, okay, Frank. Um, but I will say a, a, another touching uh, moment that wasn't really touching, but it was just kind of like showing, really, was when Curtis was spooked when Billy ran up on him in the parking garage. Uh, like, Curtis had that true sense of fear, like, man, like, does Billy remember? Is he going to kill me? Like, what's, what's, what's going to happen here? And you kind of didn't get that. Billy was just like, I don't really know what's going on here, man. Like, I remember you being my friend. I remember Frank being my friend. I just missed that. Um, so a lot of this season was spent of Billy, you know, just trying to piece things together. Uh, but in in transition of him doing all that, I kind of feel like he was trying to piece together his humanity, and they were showing that. Um, and then, you know, the the therapist got thrown out the window. I, I never really remembered, correct me, someone, please, did she die, or did they ever mention what happened no. to her? Like, did she survive? No, she, yeah. she survived. She was in the hospital, and Madani confronted her. I wanted to say really quick, yeah. um, Joan, sorry about that, but... Um, with Frank shooting Billy so quickly, I felt two things that, he, A, it's almost like putting a rabid, you know, animal down is essentially what he was doing. And also, earlier in that season, you know, Frank had said that the whole reason why he didn't kill Billy was because it would be too easy. But then Donnie's like, or do you need too hard for you? So I feel like Frank needs to get that shit out of the way because if he sat there and had an actual conversation with Billy – he might have, you know, changed his mind. Yeah. He pulled the band. I feel out. like, though, I feel like they swerved us a little bit, though, because I really thought that maybe there would be some type of consulting or conversation between the two of them. But I love it because Frank just walks up and says, fuck you with a gun, basically. Just shoots him. Yeah. Awesome. I agree. And I will say, Joel brought up a really good point to me when we were kind of <clears throat> discussing what we thought uh, not too long ago. He was saying like it was okay that Jigsaw died because you didn't really need, you don't you don't really need him going forward. <clears throat> I always viewed Jigsaw as Punisher's Joker, um, and I agree we don't necessarily need to continue this story going forward. But I would have liked him to have been locked up uh, now that you know he's fully healed. He's being locked up, um, and it just gives gives us an opportunity to revisit the character down the road because now. If Marvel does decide to continue the Punisher, that character never comes back. Like, he's dead now. So, like, unless these shows have something to do with time travel they do in Endgame, like, that character's gone now. Um, so look that's it. just the one thing. Look I, it. Go ahead. I'm saying you it are Mr. Stakes. Somebody had to die. It had to be Billy. You're going to have to live with that. 
Well, to me, high stakes, usually, <clears throat> I'm looking for someone that the hero cares about dying. Oh, you want a good um, character to die, I guess. I don't Right, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I need the bad guys to live. Come on, Joel, we got a story to tell. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm going to go to you, Joel. Uh, <clears throat> your standout scene. Well, that's tough, because I, I didn't have a specific standout scene. I, I, like I mentioned a whole bunch I really enjoyed. I, nothing specifically stood out to me. But I did want to bring up something we haven't touched upon, which is like the, one of the last scenes when uh, they get to the, I think he was a senator, when they go to the house inside the mansion, and this, this, they're having dinner, and um, this girl, Amy, walks in with a gun, and and they're like freaking out, kinda. And they're like, you could think they were they were primarily the main villains of that story, aside from maybe Billy. But throughout, they they made their lives hell. Uh, and it just you saw it culminate in that table when when um they're they're eating and, and she like she basically goes to grab the knife to stab Amy and and she gets a bullet through her head, brains all over the table. I just not, I didn't see it coming. So it kind of shocked me, and so this dude's just freaking out and was one after him. But he's like, as soon as Frank walked in, he's like, he gave him he gave him the gun, and he's like, I was gonna give you the option, but you know, she kind of forced my hand, and and he you know he gave him a bullet, and you know he shot, he ended up shooting him. So he gave him again, he gave him another option, he could live or get exposed, one of the two. And you know he took his own life at the end of the day, and he took the two of them out. And then at, and at, at the end of that scene specifically. We find out that he let Pilgrim live and get his kids back, so that was like a feel-good moment overall. It kind of it, it brought closure to that whole storyline, right? That right there. So I don't know. For some reason, it stood out to me. Uh, I didn't expect. I guess I just didn't expect that that old lady to get shot in the head. Like, like <laughs> you just don't see that very often. I just, it caught me off guard. That was awesome. Um, <laughs> that was so great. That scene. I just. I, I liked it. I just I just not used to seeing it. He was cold blooded during that scene. I was like, oh shit. Um, uh, but, but I was, I did want to touch upon Jigsaw uh, just a little bit. Um, for me, at the end when he was when Frank walked in and took him out, um, I felt a little like it was a little anticlimactic because of the fact that like you guys are saying, like you kind of wanted to see one more face off. Um. Uh, between the two before you completely ended it because I kind of felt like it did need to end because like if it did go, if it did go to a third season you really didn't need to see Billy again I mean we had two basically two full seasons of Billy Russo as the villain you don't need to go for a third this is kind of being repetitive at this Punisher you can't expect him to let people live it's just not it's not his thing <laughs> you're a bad guy you're gonna die that's just how it works um and and he this Billy just did too much bad at this point. And I felt for Billy, man. That boy was trying to walk away from it all and move on with his life and uh it just didn't work out that way. Um and 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 Donnie in the end technically you know, sealed his fate and then of course Frank put the, the last bullets in him and he did I think I took it as he just pulled the you know, he's pulling the band aid. He's like, I just gotta I'm gonna do it and walk away. I don't wanna have a conversation. This I'm just gotta I gotta put this to bed and that's just how I looked at it. Yeah, I guess the, what I saw from keeping Jigsaw alive um, was the same thing that Daredevil does with Kingpin. Like, remember, no, no, no I'm sorry, I'm lying. I was going to say we don't see him at all in season two, but we do uh, when he's in prison. Uh, I completely mm-hmm. let that go over my head, completely forgot. Um, but you could have 
Jigsaw lives, and then, like, if you do, let's say Punisher is going to go six seasons. Um, you didn't have to show him in season three. You didn't have to show him in season four. Um, like, you could just not show him. Like, you could have him live and just don't show him. Um, so, I mean, that you, you could do that. But I do get your point on Punisher's not Batman. He doesn't lock up his bad guys at the end of the day. Right. The whole point is to kill them. So I do, I do yeah, get that. He lasted aspect. two seasons. That's a, that's a record, probably, for people that survived the Punisher's wrath. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess it's the ending I was looking for we got in season one where he let him live. So that was what I, we got it. We got it, you know, at different times. Like what I was expecting right. him to live in season two, Frank was like, nah, man, I let him live a year ago. The epiphany didn't work that you out found out that, that Billy Russo was Jigsaw. Thing. <laughs> right, right. Uh, which is crazy. By the way, I do want to let the audience know, Joel completely blew me away. Because um, I don't know what went through my head, but I could completely forgot who Ben Barnes was cast at. Um, so it wasn't until he started smashing his face up that I was like, wait a minute, this is going to be Jigsaw. And Joel was like, where have you been? Like, yes, of course, everyone knew he was going to be Jigsaw. And I was like, I missed that, man. I completely missed that. Uh, so I was completely shocked when he started, like, smushing his face around and, and scarring it up. I was like, oh, man, like, this guy's going to be Jigsaw. That was completely cool. Um, but no one mentioned the one scene. I think Dane was really hoping that someone would really. <laughs> um, so Dane, I'm going to pass it to you. Did you want to mention that scene before we move on? Dude, you just get a gym. You get a bunch of angry, giant Brock Lesnar-looking motherfucking Russian dudes, <laughs> and you have Frank Castle killing dudes with barbells, killing dudes with weights and shit. Like my lord. Uh, I just, yeah, that, that, that was, that was pretty, pretty cool. That was, that was awesome. What was that, that one dude? He was scary looking. Like that last guy he killed, the really, really light skinned guy. That guy was scary yeah. looking. He looked like a monster. He looked like Brock Lesnar's grandpa. I will say, I, I was <laughs> waiting for this episode, Dane, because I wanted to ask you, I think one of the Russians was Vladimir. Um, remember Vladimir that was the wrestler, like the, the huge uh, Russian guy whose finisher was like a headbutt or something? I don't I know you you're know talking about Kozlov. Yeah, I think he was oh, one of the the Kozlov. one of the the henchmen. I have to go. I, I want to rewatch it anyways, but I'll have to go back and check it out. Definitely let me know because first, as soon as I saw him, I was like, I think that's Vladimir. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'll tell you this. I'm gonna be completely honest with you guys. I'm not gonna lie to you at all. I had my hands over my face once Frank walked into that gym. I was just like, man, this gym has a lot of things Frank could brutally kill people with. I don't know if I can watch how brutal they're probably about to go. And I was correct. They went very brutal. The one scene where he had the weight in his hand and he kept punching the guy in the face with it, I was like, Frank, I think he gets it, man. I really think he does. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> we can take a break for a second. He's so <laughs> violent, Joan. <laughs> oh, my God. But or, or remember a scene earlier – I forgot what he did. He had an AK-47 in one of the action scenes at the beginning of the season, and he knocks some dude's knee out, and he takes the front of the AK, smashes his head down, and shoots it while he's smashing his head into the floor. Like, what the hell is this? It's it's so violent. He needs to play Rambo. My lord. Listen, when I tell you, I, I can't remember the last slasher movie I saw that was that bad. Maybe saw, maybe saw to the the extent of it was just like over the top killing. 
Like, Punisher just completely blows me out of the water with it to the point where I'm like, and it's realistic. None of it's like, oh, you can't really kill a guy with a dumbbell. No, you can. Like, no, no, no. Watch how he did it. Like, no, you could do it that way. <laughs> like, it was really, I had to cover my face. I was like, I don't want to fast forward it because I want to hear the dialogue, but I can't watch this, man. It's so brutal. Like, jeez. I keep, go ahead. I'm sorry, Tia. I'm sorry. When he threw that kettlebell at the one dude, I was like, holy no. shit. <laughs> Frank works out, man. <laughs> I That's his idea, like, cardio. And what was crazy is, like, as soon as he walked in, I kind of felt like, man, you guys should really know who this is. Like, how do you guys not know who this is? You probably all should, like, leave. And then what blew my mind was, as Frank was killing everybody, the the main guy uh, was just standing there. I'm like, do you not see him bashing people's faces in with dumbbells? Leave. Like, why are you still here? I was like, man, this this is insane. This this is crazy. This is crazy. Uh, but a point you did make before, Dana, people trying to say like that elevator scene was better than, uh, excuse me, um, Winter Soldier. What I do want to let people know is like there were two police officers in that elevator. Captain America had like thirty guys in that one elevator and managed to knock them all out. Like just think of that. And he was handcuffed for like two minutes. Of- that entire elevator scene. Don't compare. Sure. Like, don't, don't, don't ever compare that. That was insane what they were able to do in Winter Soldier in that one elevator. Like, and that's he, bananas. And he let them walk out if they wanted to. He gave them a chance to walk away. <laughs> How bad was nice. that man. Like, he, he was polite. And the way he said it, the way he said it was so polite. Like, it reminds me of you, Joe. It's just so polite how he said it. Like, before we start this thing, anyone want to get out? It was just like it was just so polite how he said it. I would have been the one guy. I would have been the one guy that was like, "Yeah, no, I think this is my floor. I'm gonna get off, Cap. Thank you, guys. See you later." Um, but yeah, that was that was bananas. But yeah, don't compare it to. Punisher wouldn't say that. Thank you for pointing that out. Punisher would have murdered everybody in that elevator. Just so you guys know, I'm gonna kill all of you, and then you just shoot the fuck out of all of them. Just to see how he would have done it with no weapons would have been really fun to watch. Um, but all right, let's let's move on to a more emotional topic. I want to hear from you guys your your most emotional moment from season two. Um, excuse me, I'm gonna start off here. I'm gonna say I think the most emotional part to me was um, after I can't remember her name, but after she got shot uh, in the beginning of the season, um, Frank just kind of seeing like him being reminded that. His whole purpose of being a ghost is to avoid moments exactly like this. Like you're you're supposed to try to get away from all the violence, all the um, all the killing, all the getting other people possibly killed, Um, and just to see what he was going through uh, once he saw that she had gotten shot. I kind of was like Frank, relax. It was just in the shoulder. But then I'm like, I've never really been shot before. It's like I probably shouldn't make that joke, Um, but. It was just really emotional to see, uh, you know, everything that was going through Frank's mind. And then, like, you saw a switch kind of, like, turn turn on. Because, like, when they were driving away, and then Amy was like, now what are we going to do? And Frank's like, I got a gun. We're cool. And then just, like, shooting the people in the car in front of them and then backing into the, the car behind them. I just think that that was a really emotional scene for me that, that kind of really set things in motion for kind of the tone of what the season two is going to be. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Dane, I'm actually going to go to you first. 
What is your most emotional moment of season two? Man, emotional. I should talk like Linda Richmond. I feel a bit clamped. Um Emotional. See, it's it's got to be a tie to, for me. It because there's two that I I think of because they emotionally got to me, and that was I said the Amy scene uh, with her leaving and. You know, finally him kind of breaking down and being like, you know, I like you, kid. Like, you know, you're cool and hope you do okay and blah, 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 blah. And her just hugging him. Uh, but also the the scene with him and Karen uh, was really emotional. Um, you know, just him talking about everything, stuff that Karen had no idea about with involved with his family and stuff. And, uh, yeah, uh, both those scenes definitely got to me the most. Got you. <clears throat> I do have a second one, but I want to wait until everyone's gone, just in case it was it was someone's pick. I don't want to say someone's pick. Um, so, Joel, I'm going to go to you next. Um, what was your most emotional scene of season two? Nah, it was really you. Uh, Dane brought it up. That last scene with him and the kid, man. I don't know why it hit me as hard as it did, but it did. Um, I, you can tell, you can tell um, it hurt him to, like, let her go. Like, he looked like he wanted to cry, and then she went and hugged him, and like that was so emotional. I don't know, it, it it hit me pretty hard. I I I think that was probably the. I mean, there were a couple other scenes that were that kind of got me, but that one was definitely the one that 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 broke me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, that that scene when he was, she was going to go to scuba diving school <laughs> in Florida, that was the scene for me. Yeah, and then <clears throat> what's crazy is uh, if I'm remembering this right. She goes to turn around and look back at him, and he's gone. And it was just like, man, what a what a great way to to, to end things between the two of them. But yes, yeah, Frank kind of was like, it was like, oh man, he's about to cry. And Frank was like, I forgot, I don't do that. I don't cry. <laughs> it was like, suck this up. So it's just funny to see him kind of like like really get to that moment to where it's like, is he gonna cry? And it's like, nah, Frank don't cry, man. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go to you. Uh, what was your most emotional scene? Uh, what was your pick for most emotional scene of season two? First of all, Frank cries all the time. I don't know what you guys are watching, but I can <laughs> pick out like several times in between Daredevil season two, Punisher season one, and Punisher season two where tears are shed. But he's so um, loud about it. <laughs> like it's it's hurting him to come out of his face. And growl, I mean, and growl. I, and I always cry. felt like I always felt like Frank would be one of those those aggressive cries to where like as he's crying he would have to shoot something so like he could really like hit against the locker. locker. <laughs> like he, he's repeatedly he's repeatedly stabbing someone as he's crying like that's how I always imagine Frank like with actual tears. Um, but uh, I I don't know it's like a three way tie man like. Uh, definitely Dane touched upon it, the scene with Frank and Karen in the hospital where Frank's, you know, talking, that was emotional. Uh, Frank visiting Maria's grave site was emotional. But honestly, the most emotional scene to me was Curtis with the soldier dying in his arms. Because this is a guy who, you know, and it's been mentioned even in season one that he's someone who puts people back together. That's what he was doing overseas. That's what he does now and he's desperately trying to help this guy and this guy's like don't let me die and Curtis is just holding him and the guy you know ends up dying in his arms and you can see 
how pained uh, Curtis is, not only because he wasn't able to save that guy, but just because it just it was it was so much. Like everything is so much at that point, and so definitely I felt like to me that was the one of the most emotional parts in the show. <clears throat> yeah, definitely, Curtis. Curtis to me was is one of those guys that um that someone as dark as uh <clears throat> excuse me as dark as uh Frank needs that's his life um and he needs people like that because if not his entire life will be consumed with uh with the darkness that's he's kind of like exactly like Batman like Batman always needs a Dick Grayson Tim Drake like Alfred uh, <clears throat> excuse me Catwoman someone that can just kind of bring him back in from just fully going bananas. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Curtis was, was vital to Frank this season. I, I think if I had to mm-hmm. add another scene that was, like, super emotional, maybe I'd even put this over the one that I actually initially said, um, was when Frank started to break down. Um, he started to, didn't fully, but started to break down when they were on the bench. And uh, Amy was getting him to remember his daughter. She was asking him, how old would she would she have been? Um, and, you know, he kind of broke down for a little bit and then let her know that she would have been, I don't remember if it was 15 or 16. Um, 15, I believe. 15, thank you. And then Amy tries to kind of lighten up the moment by letting him know, excuse me, uh, man, you have no idea, like, how, how crazy it would have been her being 15 with boys and all kinds of uh, rebellious things and stuff like that just to kind of bring a a smile to Frank's face so it wasn't all dark in that moment. But that was really the moment where I was like, man, this is a father-daughter kind of of thing. Um, A part of me did want her to stay uh, with Frank. Obviously, she can't. Frank's out here killing people every day. Uh, You you don't need a kid in in any situation like that. Um, But, yeah. I I kind of want to see a sitcom like that. They're free, you know, just put them in the city and just, he's a hitman by day and she just chills and yeah, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, throw in micro. Yeah, throw in micro. That'd be awesome. Um, micro too, yeah. I would, yeah, I would like to, I would have liked to seen the three of them. Like, they really missed the boat by not having micro in, especially since the show's now canceled. Like, God, I hate you guys. <laughs> we needed micro. Mm-hmm. Um, we always need a guy in a chair. Always. Remember that. We always need a guy in a chair. That's right. Um, but I do want to add in, because uh, I think we've lacked uh, humor from this, this review show so far. So before we start to wrap things up, I do want to get from you guys the scene that kind of made you laugh the most. Like, what, what was the scene that was really, really, really funny to you guys? I would have to say mine was definitely the bank one. Um, and the other one was when uh, Frank told her, you're, you're going to go in there and you're going to get us a room. And then she's like, well, I need money. And then he pulls out the most bloodiest money I've ever seen in my life. And then she's like, yeah, no, you know, that's not obvious or anything at all. Uh, I, I just died laughing because I'm like, Frank, you're looking at it, and there's nothing but blood on this money. You don't think they're going to ask the girl about this? Uh, I definitely thought that that was hilarious. So I'm definitely going to go with those two. Uh, Tia, I'll start with you. What, was, uh, what were your most funniest moments of, of season two? Uh, I think the two funniest moments were uh, Amy's shopping spree, and then afterwards Frank coming in like an absolute and like an absolute dad, and he's like, "What did you do here?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, you know, treated myself, blah blah blah." And she's like, "Yeah, when's Madani ever happy?" And then 
he's just so like then all of a sudden he sees the pizza he's like oh shit pizza man so i don't know that was just like that whole thing was hilarious and then also i love the uh the card scene uh where you know amy's like doing the cards and frank is just getting kind of flustered because you know frank is so good at so many things but he can't just figure out where the freaking uh joker is or not joke whatever it was i just thought that was i thought that was funny oh and one other little cute, like, funny scene is when Frank comes back and he's all bloody as shit. I forget where he was coming from. But Amy's like, is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? And he just kind of puts two thumbs up. I just thought that was hilarious. I, like, laughed out loud. So those are kind of, like, my funny moments. Yeah, that scene was right after he had just murdered five guys in the gym. Uh, he, comes yeah. back. he comes back all bloody. And she asks him that, and he's just like, thumbs up. And I'm like, that is, that is hilarious. Like these two, that was when I was really starting to enjoy her. Um, and I was just like, man, that these two are just like, they're hilarious together. He also brings up, uh, towards the end, he brings up that same joke that you mentioned to you to where, um, oh, yeah. when, he's when like, don't Madonna you think Madonna will be upset? Yeah. And he's like, when is she ever happy? They're oh. so great together. Like they're so, they're so funny. Um, um now, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You want, sorry. Yeah. Really quick. Funny part, any time, and because we didn't mention it, it has to be shouted out. Anytime Turk is on screen, that's just hilarious. That's he's a like, good point. After, Absolutely. After he, like, has that gym fight scene, Turk is like, man, I really don't want to see you again. Hilarious. I agree. Turk is a hidden gym. He really is. He's, uh, anytime he's introduced, I'm just like, yeah, this this is going to be hilarious. Um. <laughs> When he saw uh, Daredevil again, it's like, man, come on, man. Like, you can't just let me go. And he's like, nah, man, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I just, I was like, man, I, I love Turk. Um, Dane, I'm going to go to you. What what were some of your more funnier moments of season two? Man, I'm kind of blanking out a little bit. Um, but I will say that even though I, re- I said it earlier, the, the scene where this is, I don't, I have to just, Say I, I don't know why sometimes violence makes me laugh, especially like just when you do ridiculous shit in action movies. It just I usually say what just happened in a very high pitched voice and like you know punch my my hand uh, my fist against my hand. That's I don't know every time. So that one scene where he nailed the guy's legs out and then took the AK forty seven, stabbed him down, and shot him. I was like laughing, uh, but very maniacally. So maybe I need to go and get some help. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I laughed my friggin' ass off. A lot of the action scenes like that, I was like, oh, and doing shit like that. So hope I didn't destroy anyone's ears just now. Sorry. No, I. It's funny you say that because I, I know Joe was gonna say he hates when I talk about this movie, but I felt the same way and shoot him up where fingers were broken and he managed to get the bullet I over the fireplace and that's, and that's how he killed that him. Scene. Like, that was when I walked out. That? I could not watch the rest of that movie. I could not after that scene. <laughs> so I completely agree with you, Dave. Sometimes seeing just outrageous things is just you you have to laugh. Um, and and that was <laughs> that I think about you saying that scene. I'm like, yeah, no, that that is hilarious. <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I just need to do that. So many freaking funny moments. Um, but Joel, what, what were some of your funnier moments of season two? Yeah. I mean, 
I don't like like Dane. Like I was, I'm blanking. Like it's not like there was a couple of things that made me laugh, but I can't remember specifically because I think it was mostly dialogue, different jokes, but nothing really stuck. But I remember laughing. Like, there were moments with Curtis that made me laugh. There were moments with Amy, especially that made me laugh because I really, I think she she kind of fit in as like the comic relief sort of in certain situations because she's so obli- like oblivious to like the circumstances that they were in and how different her, she is from Frank. They just work so well together. Um, and she's like this punk kid uh, with this badass motherfucker. And, like the scene, like when he tied her up in bed and shit, and like put the sleep while he kept it and taped her mouth shut. I laughed hysterically during that scene um, because he didn't give a fuck. It was whatever. He's just annoying. Um, I thought that scene was funny. Uh, like you guys are saying with Turk, I'm like every time Turk's on screen, he doesn't even want to be involved, but he's there and almost dying because of it. But it's always fun to see Turk uh, involved in some capacity because it's always gonna be at least some type of funny situation where he gets dashed up in some capacity. Um, but, yeah, those are probably the main, like some of the main scenes. There's nothing specific that stands out to me. Yeah, I mean, it was also hilarious. He made her pull the bullet out of his butt. Um, oh, I, yeah, I thought that right. was hilarious. <laughs> that was funny, yeah. Them together are pretty line, good, man. I also love the lines where she was like, <laughs> like, where haven't you been shot? And he's like, in the butt. This is a new one. <laughs> this yeah. Like, I've I've been shot everywhere, but like this is new to me. Like being shot in the butt, that that that's something that's never happened yeah, before. He ate that shit, um, that's for sure. He surely <laughs> did, man. Cause I thought it grazed him, but when she pulled it out, I was like, no, that's a whole bullet. Like the whole bullet. I laughed because butt. he got shot a couple times in the chest. He kind of ate it, but when Mahoney got shot, he felt like a ton of bricks. Like he's not he's obviously not used to being shot in the chest when uh when Madani shot him. Oh, uh, that made me laugh. Not gonna lie. <laughs> um, that was hilarious because it was just he like just walks it off. If he, picture if he didn't have his his vest that day, like she would have yeah, killed him. Did. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so that was definitely hilarious. Um, all right, guys, before we wrap, uh, before we end the the review, I do have one last question, and it is a season three. Um, let's just go under the assumption that a season three is happening. Where would you like to see uh, season three go? Uh, Tia, I'll actually start with you. Um, first of all, I don't know. I, if there was a season three of Punisher, I would like it to almost be like Daredevil season two, but in reverse. It's Punisher, but yes, let's bring back Micro. I want to have obviously more Karen, and I want to see, everyone wants to see uh, Matt Murdock and Frank Castle interact again and there is unfinished business between Wilson Fisk and Frank Castle that is 100% I would love to see that shit again absolutely I, I, anytime you tell me I get to see Charlie Cox as Daredevil I, I don't think I'll ever be against it um, <clears throat> excuse me but one big thing that I definitively need if we ever see Punisher get his show back give him a layer like, he doesn't necessarily have, like, an apartment or anything that we've ever really seen. <laughs> Give him a lair. Let him have somewhere that he calls, like, his base of operations. That was one thing I really loved about Warzone is when he went to go visit Micro, who are people not that familiar with Micro. Micro, correct me if I'm wrong, Joel, is his uh, weapons runner. Like, he's the guy that gets all of his weapons for him. The man um, in the chair. <laughs> right, that's his man in the chair. So I would love to see a scene like, tell me it wasn't cool in Warzone where uh, he came to Micro for guns, 
a micro hits a button and it's just guns everywhere. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just a full like walls of just nothing but guns. Any gun you can think of. Um, I would really like to see that. Uh, I would also like to see Frank gain a purpose. We do know that this show went a somewhat different route than what we're used to seeing of Frank, which is the ex-cop um, turned into vigilante. Uh, so you don't necessarily have a strict thing of, all right, well, I know all these crime bosses, and I'm going to go take them out. We kind of saw that was his thing in uh, season two of Daredevil, but as he found out who was responsible, now it's like, are you going after specific people or just anyone that you deem bad? So I'm kind of looking for Frank to take on really kind of, uh, not specifically, but kind of like what Oliver did in season one of Arrow. Like you going after a particular set of people, whether it's uh, mafia guys, obviously drug dealers like the kids at the end, um, a specific goal that you're setting out uh, to achieve going forward. Those are the two biggest things I want to see. Um, Excuse me, Joel. Uh, what are the, what would you like to see out of the season three if uh, Punisher ever comes back? Oh man, I think I'm with uh, with Tia. I, I fucking want to see. Uh, <laughs> I want to see my boy Daredevil in a Punisher show. I do want to see them interact together again. I want a crossover. I want to see him, even if it, other, even if it was the other defenders in some capacity, like him and Luke, or him and Iron Fist, or him and Jessica. Be, I'd love to see what him and Jessica would be like. That'd be fucking hysterical. Um, it, uh, I just, I just, I just like I'm a big crossover guy. So I like seeing like other shows that interact. So that would probably be something I'd love to see. And I know they talked about the idea of bringing in Daredevil and Kingpin for the for the third season. But I also would love to see a new villain that we haven't seen. I don't know Punisher's old gallery that well. I mean, aside from Jigsaw, I really don't. I know there's others. I mean, the guys like fucking Barracuda and, and, and fucking Bushwhacker and shit like that. Very, very obscure fucking names that we could introduce, like they did with Luke and those other weird uh, Serpent Society characters. Like, just bring in characters we never heard of and make us like them. I would love to have seen something new that we, you know, so we could just get off of Jigsaw for once and try something new. <laughs> Well, we definitely don't have to worry about Jigsaw anymore, so we'll definitely be getting off of Jigsaw if we ever get that show back. Um, yeah, I mean, you speak of crossovers. I would love to see um, <clears throat> something happen in the events of maybe Moon Knight being, the, uh, being perceived as the villain that brings Matt Murdock and Frank Kaffer together uh, to take on Moon Knight, uh, and then that spinning off into Moon Knight getting his own show. Uh, I think that'd be great. Someone that's a huge adversary. If not Moon Knight, there is a villain that could mirror your technique. I would love to see. I can't remember his name, um, but I would love to see that guy. Taskmaster. Would, yes, Taskmaster. Yes, thank you. I would love to see Taskmaster being what brings uh, Matt and, and Frank together a lot more than um, Moon Knight. Actually, throw Moon Knight in the garbage. Taskmaster. Is who I would love to see bring together Frank and, and Matt Murdock. Bullseye and Frank Castle. <laughs> that would be crazy. That would be insane. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to begin to think about the possibilities of that. Uh, but, Dane, I'm going to go to you. What would you like to see out of a season three of Punisher if we were to ever get it? Well, yeah, that's the big thing. Um God, I love doing this and, like, you know, talking about the next season, but just sucks the, the situation behind it. But uh, 
I mean, what the, the showrunner was talking about wanting to do with Kingpin and Daredevil involving them in the plot would be awesome. Villain-wise, Punisher is a it has a really weird rose gallery. Like, you know, um, Joel mentioned Bushwhacker. Bushwhacker has a gun infused into his arm, a giant <laughs> assault rifle infused into his arm. So, I mean, it just they could just you know incorporate stuff involved with Daredevil. I'm I'm sure that they could figure something out. Bullseye is definitely yeah. someone I'd love to see go up against them. Um, I don't know. It's 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 a it's a it's a weird thing, but um oh, um what about I think it's Maganucci. Uh, the Italian mob is definitely if they get back to Punisher, he had so many encounters with them and clearing out the Italian mob from New York City and I would love that aspect to be incorporated within a storyline because yeah, we've done the whole military route maybe start incorporating different crime lords or, or factions, maybe the Yakuza or something like that, like him literally taking the city and going after all these organizations and trying to clear them out of New York, something like that. Yeah, I, I will say, like, he shout shouts out to, uh, to Daredevil because I feel like all the great storylines that you kind of, like, stretch out to other characters, Daredevil was just kind of like, nope, we're only doing it for our seasons, like, not really extending it for, for you guys to be able to use for anything else. Um, I, I, do, I do fully believe that Daredevil eventually would have um, introduced Taskmaster and possibly Moon Knight. I feel like if those characters were to be integrated into the, the MCU Netflix world, it would have been through, through Daredevil, um, which makes sense. That was that, That's your top earner. That, that's where you bring in all the, the really cool stuff. Damn um, fucking straight. <laughs> so that's definitely where you you bring all the cool stuff at. But again, guys, this this was an amazing review. Um, last thing, I'm just quickly. Oh, go I had a, I, I had to... a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. real no, quick. No. To, real quick to ask everyone, just just your quick answer, okay? And some of us we've seen one of them. There are two movies so far, and now two seasons of John Bernthal's The Punisher, John Wick versus The Punisher. Who wins? I'm still picking John Wick. Oh, uh, Joel. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'll go with the Punisher. My comic bias is kicking in. That's, that's good. Oh, um, uh, uh, Tia, what, what, what do you got? Um, you guys are going to, like, yell at me. Kanan's already done so. Um, I've never seen the John Wick uh, movie. What? So. <laughs> uh, so All I guess right. I'll say Frank Castle then. <laughs> that's a, that's a good answer based on that. Uh, I'd say Cutter Mike Jawan, but you know we're about that anyway, so that's fine. Jawan, <laughs> who, who do you got? Um, I'm only I'm going to be honest with you. If it's a gunfight, I'm taking John. But if at all they get close enough, I don't see how John gets out of uh, out of the Punisher's grasp. Um, so it, it's tough for me, but if I'm going gun battle, I just kind of feel like tactical wise, um, John Wick was better. So it all depends on like if they know about each other. Because if John Wick knows more Punisher, accurate, he knows I'm, I'm not going to get close. Yeah, to it's like him. it's accurate accuracy versus intensity almost. I mean, that's like the, yeah, the main yeah. thing. They're very similar in every other aspect, yeah. but that's where they highlight. John Wick. So I do like want to say that it's it's a really <laughs> close one. It's a really 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 close one because I do think John has. John Wick has the advantage uh, with gunplay, and I think um, Punisher has the advantage 
<clears throat> excuse me, um, in close uh, close combat. So I don't know. It's really yeah. rough. I, I guess I'd have to give the advantage to John Wick because I kind of feel like John Wick one has a suit, a full suit that's bulletproof. So it's like even if the Punisher started letting shots off, John Wick can take maybe about like four or five of those shots before like that suit becomes like all right, now it's just a regular suit. Um, but I, I give the advantage to John Wick because, like, the guy had guns everywhere on him. So it's like you kind of give the answer to the guy that could just have, like, eight guns on him and, and you'd never know. Um, Someone so- said something great on the page. They they said that, like, whatever happens in the battle, they, they think that the best ending scene would be the two of them all bloodied, full of bullets, just kind of slowly dying and having a conversation or a cigarette over it or some shit, and then it just kind of fades uh, out. So that was kind of that fun. That would be super cool. That would be super cool. Best way to end that. Um, I will say, if you're Hollywood, there's no way you have either one of them die. Like, if that crossover were to ever happen, there's too much money. Like, you would want the next one to be them teaming up against somebody. So it's like, you shit. can't have put, two, put the two of them in a movie together, in an action movie. Do it. Hollywood, listen Let's to us. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Do it. Um, do it. But really quick, I want to hear from you guys your <clears throat> your grade. You can either do a number or a letter grade um, for the season overall. Uh, Dan, I'll start with you. Um, if I'm going to go out of 10, I'm going to go a 7.5. There. That's a fair score. 7.5. Very and a fair. Half. Very fair. Uh, Joel, what are you giving it? I'm giving it an eight. Solid eight. Solid eight. All right. Tia, what are you giving it? A nine. All right. I'm gonna go letter grade because I feel like feel like my uh my number grade will be. No, I want your number grade, Joan. I remember your number uh-huh. grade. I'm gonna post well, it on the page. Apparently you <laughs> read my article, Joel, so you know my number I grade. I see it every time I use the bathroom. I know your number grade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go letter grade. Forget Joel. I'm going to go C+. Plus. I'm going to go C+, plus for the season overall. Um, but, guys, lady, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say gal. Why didn't I say gal? Anyway. Uh, gal. <laughs> Don't say gal. That was so weird. Like, as it came out of my mouth, I was just like, that was super weird. Uh, <laughs> this has been an amazing review with you guys. I, I love that we're doing these reviews separate now. It just opens it up so much. Um, we have Jessica Jones to look forward to, hopefully coming sometime soon, just so we can get all the pain of the all yep. of the pain of the Netflix MCU shows out of out of the way. Um, yep. but this is yep. a lot of fun. Yep. Thea, I don't know if you have it queued up yet, but did you want to promote the upcoming episode of Top Ten? Um, yes. Yeah, so this Sunday at ten, we're going to do Top Ten, and it's going to be Top Ten roles you never an actor excelling in. Hmm. I like that. I like that. I, I know you can be an example of one. Robin um, Williams is spoil. a good person. Um, kind of a example, really, and I've been using this as the quintessential, would be Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker. No one probably ever saw that Heath Ledger would do the things that he did with that character. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this Sunday. That's going to be a really good one because I completely agree. I'm not going to be one of those guys who's like, yeah, I knew Heath Ledger was going to be great. I had no idea what to expect, like, whatsoever. I don't think I saw any movie of Heath Ledger's um, before seeing him as a Joker. 
Um, but now he's like the quintessential, like that's how you do a villain. <laughs> like everyone right. goes, like that's that's the guy you you, you try to you try to do, um, or that's the kind of performance you try to give your your character as a villain. Um, so yeah, that, that's definitely a great pick to go with. Um, but yeah, also stay tuned, guys, for Geek Vibes Live um, coming to you this Sunday. Also, um, stay tuned for that. And I will say I cannot wait for Dane uh, to do Wrestling Geeks Alliance because we have NXT. And we have the Royal Rumble this Sunday. Uh, Dane, did you want to add anything else to that? Um, no, I'm just listening to the show. Wednesday, 7 p.m. EST, Wrestling Geeks Alliance. We'll go over the Royal Rumble, and you guys will have a great time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I cannot wait to see how many people they bring back that we were not expecting at the Royal Rumble. Um, yeah. But also, shout out to Nick. I, Stay tuned for... Um, Full Court Press. There'll be a ton of basketball-related stuff to talk about. But, guys, thank mm-hmm. you for listening to our Punisher Season 2 review. Uh, we will see you guys same time, same place, whenever else there's something we want to review. Uh, until then, peace. Huh? Bye. Let the geek find you with you. Peace out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 